now, do you feel that you are just that unit? People, I think non-LGBT people don't realize <laughs> that because we're so often rejected by our family and because we are closeted and can't or were and couldn't ever tell the truth, we created our own families. So this idea of creating your own family is not new to us. So you guys are both said, you know, we wanted these anonymous donors so that we could be a unit. Do you have, you know, and I definitely do. My kids are grew up in a village. There yeah. were other, how about you guys? And I mean, I think that that's something about LGBTQ families that is a little different than heteronormative. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, 100%. Because I think we do, our friends are our family. There's so many yeah. uncles and aunts that are mm -hmm. not blood related. Go ahead. Yeah, we, I mean, we're in the same group of mom friends. So we do okay. have that village of, of gay mom friends. That is the, how this podcast even came about. We do. Uh, my kids have, so they call all of our gay mom friends aunt, aunt so-and-so and aunt so-and-so. And there's a, there's one, there's one husband in the, in the mix, but they call him aunt Pat. Just to keep it real, <laughs> like, <laughs> keep the theme going. But yeah, we have a huge village of extended family who mirror our family so that they right. can see yeah. other two mom families. We need more two dad families, honestly. Yeah. I'm trying to work on getting more of those in our in our circle. But right. most definitely, yes, they are being raised by a village of like minded um, non-heteronormative folks. Right. Yeah. Mine, I feel like mine is only slightly different in that I chose my family because my family of origin was so fucked up. Right. So like I, when I went to college, it was the first time I was like, I discovered like, oh, it doesn't have to be the way it was at my house. Right. Right. And so I made all those people, my family. Now, if I had married a man, would my kids, would I be so adamant about my kids? Like, Uncle Dave and Aunt Heather and all that, maybe not, right. but, but they are my extended family. And then because all, a lot of my college friends are straight because I wasn't gay, right. even though I played lacrosse, which is, you, you know, funny. You were gay, you weren't out. Thank you, Judy. I'm sorry. It's hard to say, but, um, you just I, like I, I wasn't, Jersey. I wasn't there. It's hard to say. I wasn't there yet. Um, but because of that, I put a lot of gay stuff in their life. So every summer, my kids go to Camp Highlight. It started with Maxine when she was eight. And it's a, it's a one-week sleepaway camp for kids of parents of, who are LGBTQ. And they get to meet other kids who are like them. Oh, God. I wish you would, could have gone on that Rosie Cruz. That, I know. Oh, I know. Do you ever go to Family Week in Provincetown? We, we haven't We were supposed yet. to go. We, yeah, we were supposed to go this summer. summer. For the book. Yeah. Um, oh, then, you gotta come shot. next. You gotta come next summer. We I, I would love to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we would. Yeah, if we we could do a book thing together. All right. That would yes. be so fun. Can yes. you explain to the audience what a closed and open? Now, when I'm just because people ask me these questions all the time. When you pick a sperm donor, we do know we do have a lot of information. Yeah. And people have different priorities. I had friends who were like, "Here's a baby picture of my partner." Um, can you match someone who looks like her or him? Right. I know that you, you, you had an audio, um, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. we had nothing like staff we, impressions. Yeah, you didn't get, yeah, we get nowadays you get, yeah, yeah. They give you staff impressions. They give you, um, celebrity lookalikes yep. for the donor that started in the middle of our first search. Mm -hmm. Cause we had a donor like, that so we were ridiculous. like so keen on and we were like this guy. And then they, they came out with the staff impressions or the celebrity look like, and it was like Chris Martin from Coldplay. And we were both like, mm, never yeah. mind then. So you know, it's so funny. Like, He's not handsome. When, and so we went, Sorry, started, Chris I, I guess we started in 94 or 95 looking for sperm. We got the Jewish catalog, <laughs> um, which they're slim pickings. And then we kind of went by health and, you know, they get to fill out like what these sort of, provocative questions like, you know, what do you, why did you choose? Why do you want to be this or what, you know, whatever. 
I remember that one of our donors, which we ended up not using a lot of, cause they, cause a baby was born de- with defects oh, and they called yeah. us and said, listen, you don't have the recessive gene, but this, this woman and this donor had it and the likelihood is blank. Do you still mm-hmm. want it? And we were like, no, we don't want to take any chances. But anyway, the donor we originally had, they had a scale of one to seven on good looking and he was a seven <laughs> and, and Why remember, seven. I don't know. And I, I one to seven. and I go, who decides? And they're like, we do. And I'm like, oh. no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. we just had just paper, like, you know, these yeah. packets. So you had an audio recording, right? Well, yeah. We were, we were online. Baby it was online too. Yeah. So it's online. So you right away, you can just down, if you have to pay extra to get the pictures, you know, everything um, was extra, everything, every single extra report. for everything, but you can get audio downloads. You can get baby pictures. I hear now you can even get adult, adult pictures for some an extra banks. fee. Some banks, we didn't have that. Which um, one did, can I ask what, what bank you went to? I went California to cryo. Me too. Same. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, I even had a, we had in Westwood. Go ahead. Well, we didn't go. You didn't go in. No, no, no. It was no. all online. We shipped that card. Right. Yeah, yeah we you went. ship it. Um, I even had a, con- we had picked a different donor at first, um, a closed donor, because we didn't think we cared about that. And so we had bought vials of him. And then when we talked to uh, our mom, couple friends who had just had a baby and they told us they chose an open donor. They gave us all the reasons for why they did. And then we were like, oh God, we got to get an open donor. So we decided, so we were going back and forth. Are we going to change to this? open donor that we like too. And I called the bank and I remember, and I'm, I told the woman, I'm going, I'm going back and forth. I don't know if I should buy this new guy's vials. I don't even know why I was talking to this woman. I know. (laughs) I don't under, I don't remember this, but I remember her saying to me, well, for what it's worth, your first donor is really handsome. And I was like, it's like that, but that lady swayed. And then I was like, well, does that mean the other one isn't? What do you say? What are you talking about? You know, like, (laughs) and we joke about this, that it's like, when you go into this donor search, it's like this search for Superman. I know. And you're looking for all these clues. You get crazy. You get like staff impressions. It's like, he's very handsome and he's up to something. Yeah. You know, you're just like, what what? is that? You're like, you're, you have like five sentences that you probably use over and over. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's why we still want to talk to somebody who works at, at a, a bank. At a bank who makes those who, who you have those to. Things. Yeah, we, yeah, I have somebody, but she's had some family stuff. We're gonna get yeah, okay. her. Though. So um, now that you now that you, there is twenty three and me and ancestry, do you think you would go with a closed donor? No, I at this point or? no. At this point, I think just based on the decision that I made and why I made that decision, no. It's so funny that you say that because I remember when we were deciding. They started having, you can be contacted when the kid's 18 or whatever. And I remember saying, but if you had a private detective, you have so much information. Like we, I literally said private detective. (laughs) 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 Okay. So you picked your donors, you got pregnant. By the way, but by the way, before you move off this, I want to just say that. So my kids, I have two different donors because the first one ran out. Yeah. Same. So, um, so, but in my second donor group, one of the women swabbed her kids, found the donor, um, and we have these secret Facebook groups that are just the families that want to join. Swabbed him, found him, had gone to college with him, knew him, and reached out on behalf of all of us. And I was both Mary and I were so mad because I was just like, and then shared his name. Shared his name in his LinkedIn profile. I was like, I don't want to know this guy's a washed right. up actor that works at Sephora. I did not want to know that. Right. And, also, and gay, gay, also gay, which is fine. That's, but it's just like, I, bonus, I thought I that I was going to know this information when my kid's 18 and you, you gave it to me a decade early and you took that, you took away my you choice. Took away, yes. Yes. You take you, you, something away. You could have said, do you guys want to know? But it said it was out there. Was this a gay mom? No, that's it was a great. single mom by choice. Mm. Okay. You know, that is really, that's. A but really so now good. I know one of my kids. Right. Um, and the other one, by the way, has a sibling that we were living a block and a half away from each other for two years and didn't know each other. Did you um, did you uh, register on the donor sibling registry? Yeah. You did. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. now here's an interesting thing for the listeners. There is a donor sibling registry where you can put it because a, a sperm donor has a number that's like a social security number. It doesn't matter what sperm bank you go to. 
No one has the same. Oh, wait, I only did three of the bank, not the national one, because there's a national one, right? We only did three of the sperm bank. Well, this woman had started um, in the late 90s and um, my ex did not want. No, we're not. And I thought, what if there's a medical problem, you know? And so I anonymously did it. She ended up getting mad, but it doesn't wonder you two Uh, didn't make it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it is interesting that. I, you you put this in the book. You put in the book, you know, that I, I said, and this was our, I don't know, philosophy was, if the kid asks a question, you answer the question. And then you ask them if they want any more information, if that's going to suffice. Because mm-hmm. they can't take it all in. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? And I have to say, all, you know, God bless them. They're all, I have so many, I have friends who told their kids way too much information at an, a young age and it screwed them up. Right. Yes. Yes. You know, it, it was like, wait, what? Who, you know, like, no. I used your method with my daughter recently because she started asking about the donor. I said, we have, we have, um, we have some pictures of him. Do you want to see? She said, yes. I showed her the pictures and I, I'm thinking of you the whole time, Judy. Oh. And I said, I said, do you want to know any more? She said, nope. And she walked away. <laughs> It's perfect because it can yeah. be too much. Yeah, because then it's too. Then they're like, "No, I didn't want that. I don't." You know, that's, yeah. Yeah. that yeah. was one thing I think I did right because the rest I did wrong. <laughs> now, um, my daughter's was the audio. I showed some pictures and stuff. She was asking, and I said, "Do you want to hear the audio?" And she goes, "No, no, I'm, I'm good." Yeah. See? Yeah. They know what their limit is. Yeah. And my son yeah. wants nothing. Doesn't want to hear a thing. Same. My Great. kids. I'm just going to say something. This I was going to say this later, but. Recently, re- within over, you know, our quarantine, uh, we were talking about and they've had they have had other, you know, half sibling, whatever you want. To, I don't call them siblings because yeah. they're not really siblings. It's like exactly what you said. I needed a part of your body, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and they have all contacted them. And and Henry has said, you know what? Listen, I got my parents and my brother. That's my family. And I wouldn't the only reason we're talking is because of that. And I, no interest. I mean, it was really fascinating. Yeah. And so over COVID, I was like, well, I have your packets. And you can, I told you when you're 18, you can have the packet. And they're like, you did? <laughs> yes. And they're like, oh, I want to see it. And they literally both took their packets. They were like, oh, all right. Wow. And that was it. They didn't care. It was so fucking, it was so fascinating. Okay. That is fascinating. Um, I, I hope, so I don't think mine's going to go kid. that way though. But you I'm, don't know. Just yeah. you can't overload them, you know? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Next, you're pregnant. You're going to give birth. I got to the hospital <laughs> when Sharon was, gave birth to Henry. Uh, they're like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Mm. Who are you? Who? It was like, you know, it was 1996. And there was a woman, Alice Feely. I love you, Alice Feely. She was a nurse and she knew me because um, uh. I was a comedian and she was a lesbian. And she goes, come here. She gave me a wristband uh. and she said, I will make sure that you're taken care of. And I mean, it oh, was, that's amazing. Thank God for her. And yeah. when Sharon had a C-section and they were like, OK, you can, you, you know, who are you? It was a con- and Alice was always like, let her in. She is the, you know, it was amazing. Were when you in ben, the room for the C-section? Yes. And when Ben was born, five years later, we got to the hospital. I said, does Alice Feely still work here? And they <sighs> said, yes, she's coming in in the next shift. And she delivered both of oh, them. Oh, wow. That's amazing, oh. Alice Feely. I love Alice you, Alice Feely. I love you, um, too. Let's get Alice Feely let's on Let's get here. her on here. Um, we get to the hospital. Are you treated differently? I didn't have any. I mean, we're talking 2009, 2011. Yeah. Not an issue in the world. NYU, the nurses were amazing. You know, it was as if she was it's just amazing how much has changed in like 10, 15 years. Yeah. 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 My wife gave birth to our first. There were no issues with that. I had an emergency C-section when I gave birth and she didn't get in the room. Why? Oh, um, she... They, I think they, because it was an emergency, so they rushed me in. Right. Everybody who had been on our team that whole time was already in the room. And then more and more people were rushing into the room. This is what she describes. I don't know. I was laid down on the table. But she says she was standing outside of the door in the scrubs that are made for like yes. a six foot tall yeah. man. Um, and just trying to get somebody's attention as people were rushing in. And I guess they, 
they were looking if they had seen a man waiting outside. Oh, of course, it would be like they would have said, "Come in, she's about to be cut open." But they didn't. She missed it. Oh, and finally, um, when uh, right when they were cutting me open, I said, "Where's my wife?" And some, I guess, somebody went out there to see if she was out there, but she had been waiting the whole time. At that point, she was getting a Snickers. She was like, "Well," (laughs) she walked in the room and she goes, "Holy shit, he's fucking here!" That's. That oh my god! They, yeah, they handed me Henry, and I looked at him, and <laughs> and Sharon was like bleeding, like yeah. you know, she was hemorrhaging, and they were like, "You're oh gonna have god. to leave." And and I looked at him, and I went, "Oh my god!" And Sharon's like, "What?" Because she thought, and I go, "He's so cute." And then then she passed out. But yeah, <laughs> here's a telling story. When we were, you know, and and people have such judgment about our types of families. When we were. I guess when Sharon was waiting in the waiting room or something, or we were, I was getting, I don't know what the fuck was happening. (laughs) There was a a very orthy, I think maybe Hasidic uh, couple. And the husband was waiting in the waiting room and they came out and said, it's a girl. And he left. Okay. So that's, he's like, okay, thanks. And he left. What? Okay. So there you go. You think our fucking families. Yeah. Well, um, also one more thing that happened when my wife gave birth to our first, we got the birth certificate in the mail and I was listed as father. Oh yeah. Same. Yeah. Well, first we got nothing. We got nothing on ours. It was nothing. Well, we had crossed out father and put mother, but they still put father. And then Anne called um, and had an argument with the woman on the phone. And the woman, she said, well, it's not a father. She's the other mother. You need to, we need to change this. We need a new one issued. And the woman said, well, are you married? And Anne said, yes, we're married. Well, do you have a marriage certificate? Yes, of course we do. Well, you have to send it to me. Are you telling me every couple right. who yeah. goes to a hospital to give birth brings their marriage yeah. certificate Fuck to off. prove fatherhood? Yeah. Fuck off. So, but we had to send our marriage certificate in. That's gross. You know, get the name changed. That's amazing. We, um, just said times have changed. It was nothing. It was just Sharon's name. And then, uh, we got one that said mother, then we got the next one that was mother, father. Mm -hmm. And I was the father Mm -hmm. finally. And this is very recent is mother, mother. I mean, this is the last handful. Because it said parent in between that. Because ours, mine just said my name and had nothing for the other one. So I just looked like a hua. And then um, when we did second parent adoption and sent it in, it came back parent, parent. Right. We did second parent adoption and and it took, I had had all the papers in except for the birth certificate before Henry was born. Um, And then right when he was born, we got the birth certificate and and it took us almost... 10 months. Yeah. It was 10 months. Even with before. everything done, I want to say it was about nine months before Maxine. And I had everything done, but I just needed the birth because you had to wait to get the birth certificate back. And then you had to get a court date and you yep. had to get a lawyer. This yep. is all people take so much for granted. Yep. You know, these I'm people the have process. kids by fucking mistake. Yeah. They have kids by yeah. mistake. Yeah. And they, they don't have to go. And we, you know. Too many cocktails. You have this in the book too, but. You know, when we did the Rosie Cruz and the staff was like, oh, I don't know what to expect. And at the end of the week, they were like, this was this. These were the best behaved kids we've ever had because they're all wanted children. Intentional. Heads. Yes. Yeah. And there's okay. some intentional. Also, Judy, it on. sounds like you're in the book a lot. You I don't are know. in I don't the book know. a lot. I, just, I, don't know. I am a not. Poignant. Okay, a whatever. Poignant moment. You even Stacey got a chapter Anson. heading. You got a yeah. chapter heading. I know. Yeah. I love that. Stacey but Anson's I'm also, I am in the process of second parent adoption right now because we didn't have our shit together and we're doing it now. And, it and is, I'm telling you, you should have learned from me because- yeah. Sharon didn't have, was, we were so like, oh my God, we have a baby. We didn't do the, she didn't do the paperwork for Ben. Mm -hmm. And then, and we ended up breaking up and that, and our second parent adoption was a precedent set in case in the state of New York. Okay. So that's in the book too. Yes, it is. Um, okay. (laughs) These are all hurdles that we have to now before there was gay marriage, as I mentioned, we had to travel with birth certificates. We had to travel with, you know, constantly saying, no, I I'm proving that, you know, and your kids see this. Mm -hmm. And I have to say as a girl growing up, never thinking I'd ever be able to marry another woman or once you have kids and they say to you, wait, why, why can't you get married? Like you realize the ridiculousness. It took me having kids to realize like, well, they think of us as they're like, we should have the same fucking. So if you think we're asking for anything extra, go fuck your 
south. You know I love my liquid IV, that I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone, three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know I've been bragging about Ben, my son Ben, who plays basketball. His team, his entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love Liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon, lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the the, uh, lemon ginger is beyond, beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com. You're welcome! You talk about adoption and I love, I love the quote in there, you know, adoption for heterosexual couples on, you know, for the majority of heterosexual couples is a last resort. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for a lot of gay couples, it's the first resort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the first choice. First choice. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we didn't talk about in the book around adoption and it's been coming up a lot is that when we talk about like how hard like gay men have it with surrogacy or what we have to go through, they go, why don't you just adopt that? Like it's the, some lesser choice. Like how dare you? There's extra babies out there. You need to get a rescue dog. I can't believe you're going to a breeder, you know? Right. Right. There's a Um, lot of shame put on uh, right. gay families for yeah, not for, adopting. Yeah. And it's like, but you're right though. It is for many, many people. It is a first choice. Right. And so they go into these like adoption um, counseling sessions with so much hope or they go, cause you know, you have to go <laughs> yeah. and you meet with the other adoptive couples a lot of the times um, for these counseling sessions. So you're with all the other ones and, and gay couples go in like thinking, Oh my God, we're going to make friends. It's so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Right, right. And then they get to the room and it's, and it's the like most despair. Dismal, terrible right. place. Cause these people, this is this was it. not what they wanted. Right, right. That's the same thing, by the way, in the the clinics. Like you go in, and I just remember well, going in, and there's women just crying everywhere, and I was like, "What is everybody crying about?" And it's like, and because I was walking in, just like I'm missing a part, but I went into a system where I was treated like I I was broken. Right, right. right. I mean, but I was, I did have infertility, and I was broken. Um, I wasn't broken. You Jamie. weren't broken. Yeah, well, Sharon had infertility too. And it was, yeah, you know, yeah. we had to, we went to a fertility, you know, like we did what we had to do and it was really expensive. Um, yeah, yep. there's that too. Um, which is why it's so infuriating when young high school kids like <laughs> throw their kids in the garbage, you know? In the dumpsters <laughs> yeah. after prom. Um, I just want to say, I think we skipped over this, that for another question that a lot of people have is when we get inseminated, I had IUI, which is essentially, you could call it a turkey Stick baster, it in there. But it's a catheter, whatever. Yeah. And they stick it in there. In the uterus. Uh, yes. And so, uh, the, by the way, you, you 
by the sperm from the sperm bank. It stays at the sperm bank. And when you're ovulating, the doctor calls and says, get it over here. And it's Mm -hmm. shipped in the hugest fucking thing, (laughs) by the way, a huge ice pack, like dry ice. And then they open it. It's a tiny little vial. And our doctor, then they defrost it. She would mm-hmm. defrost it in a coffee cup mug with warm water. Okay. She'd literally throw it in the mug. And, oh and, my God. And then, you know, we'd get in, inseminated. So it's that, really romantic. It's so romantic. So romantic. It, is. it really is. Um, I remember the doctor holding my hand and being like, oh, so you work at MTV? Uh, I, I worked with so-and-so. She was producing a show. And I was like, are you seriously putting something in my vagina right now? And you're talking to me about a producer at MTV. <laughs> the doctor right. the doctor that I had, we had at first talked to us about, this was right when um, the transgender um, bathroom thing was happening. And they were going to allow transgenders to go to whichever bathroom they felt there was this thing happening. This was, yeah, 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 all the federal stuff. Right? This doctor had the nerve with this lesbian couple while he was inside my uterus to say, that's a bad idea. Do you know how many people are going to take do the wrong thing with this? Those people are crazy. What thing are we like, do? You, what are you, you fucking talking about? Exactly. You're shitting and peeing, you fucking yeah. ass. What, what do, do you people think, think goes on in bathrooms? Meanwhile, I'm getting and you inseminated. And you wipe and you wash your hands. And, and needless to say, that one didn't work. I didn't get pregnant. And FYI and I... Okay. <laughs> when you're on a plane, no one gives a fucking shit. If you're transgender, there's one fucking bathroom. Exactly. Yes. yes. Okay. Exactly. You have chapters in here about religion. You have chapters in here, money. There's just so many things about being out. There are some issues I really wanted to talk to you about. All right. There's two issues. I'll, I'll do the less intense issue. We have guys like um, Anderson Cooper, and um, Andy, Andy, Andy Cohen. Cohen. <laughs> and, you know, I, God love them, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be brutally honest on my podcast and it'll probably affect my career, <laughs> but I'll let it affect ours, please, Judy. Okay. <laughs> Cause um, we don't have one, you know, they're both really talented and smart. And in the, in the age of, you know, in their fifties are like, Oh, I'd like to have a child. Yeah. And I have a lot of money and I'm going to hire someone. And the one thing that really struck me and, you know, and everyone's like, you know, if you watch, ever watch Anderson, that week was like, congratulations and Mazel Tov Mm -hmm. and me, you know, Mm -hmm. and just the shit that we went through, you know, and yes, they did go through a lot. Like Andy had to go because the surrogacy had to go to California, you know, but Anderson Cooper had a baby, I, I guess, on a Saturday or I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, this is not factual. I don't know, but it was within a few days. He was working. He was mm-hmm. working. He worked that entire week. How's that and, different from any straight dude though? You know, like they all go, like go back to work. Like I worked in at MTV and VH1 and they would all have a baby and they wouldn't even take their two weeks but, parental right, leave. But they had a, a, a partner at home taking care of. Right, them. right. And I was well, just like, they have the money. They have money. Well, I she's mean, saying that there's there's not like the other half. At but home. I, oh yeah, money I, to pay for somebody to right. But I half. feel like that bonding, that beginning part is so like be with them, smell them, let them smell you for weeks on mm-hmm. it. You, you know only what I get mean? it once. You only yeah. get it once, and it goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, so that was one thing. I was wondering how you felt about. Do you ever get like, oh my, you know, because I, I don't know why I get like that. I mean, God bless them. And the kids are so cute. Like Anderson's kid is so fucking cute. But, you know, I do have a little bit of like, oh, I'm a, I'm a white male and I'm in my 50s and I forgot to have a child. And, you know, because if you were a white female in your 50s and you wanted to have a child, it would be a you, lot harder. You, I think. And you would I get mean, a serious critique in the media. Right. You'd get because you're an old woman. There's how a, dare who you? Was it? Who how was it? The dare lady you have who ran, a baby at fifty as a as a woman. Well, it, she ran some like tech company, and she had a baby and went back to work right away, and she got skewered. Right. Remember who it was? Oh yes, I do remember that. You know what I'm talking about? She was like a Fortune 500. It was it wasn't Amazon, but it was a tech company, I think. I don't remember. And yes, she went I back to work, work within a couple of weeks, and like she got handed to her. And what's funny is I've never heard anyone say that about Anderson Cooper. You, I didn't yes. even realize oh, that. It's a double, there's a, it's, there's yeah. a double standard. Did you find that when you were interviewing, you know, there was one, yeah, I know where she's going. I'm yeah. not, I, well, I don't say listen, who it is. Don't say who no, it is. And I, I, I like to I, listen. I don't, I don't like to, Jamie doesn't like to hurt anyone's feelings. No, 
I say something bad and then she goes, she doesn't really mean it. She doesn't really mean it. Um, No, but there was one interview we did. He was a single dad by choice, had twins, surrogacy, the whole thing, night nanny, day nanny, the whole. And I, he had a team. He had a team. Uh, He had an au pair, you know, like he had a team of people working around the clock for him. He was like, I still date. I still hung out. He had a whole life. And we were like, I, I, and and Robin took it in stride. And by the end of the interview, oh, Jamie was so I mad. I had to like, I had to blow off a lot of steam. Right. Just Robin and I stayed later and had with wine, way too much wine. Right. Where I just blew off steam. Like how d- that's not fair. Also because my my daughter had had such a hard time sleeping, and he was talking about how he he used this this night nurse to put the babies on this special schedule, right. schedule, and blah blah. blah. You're you know, just not I, scheduled. I was right. just. Fuming. You're just not scheduling right and you're not doing it right. And you, I, I, I did. We d- by the myself, way, we did get a little feedback from listeners that it, 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 it felt because privileged. he was so, pri- that he had all this money to do this. And I did, I found myself it's just where, on the did inside. you, did you find in general that, that the male, you know, the two dad families were, you know, were more financially secure, were, had like the dinks, less like sort of the issues. Income. Yeah. For the most part. Yes, because yeah. because they have in order to make well, we family, make less money. We make, yeah, make less money, too. you know, because we're all social workers with hairy legs. I mean, it's right. like stereotypes <laughs> exist for a reason. Right? You said okay. we blew our hair up, but that just means we literally we took just dried it air and right. put it on our hair. We didn't get a blowout. We're lesbians for Christ's sake. But, we, but we've we've interviewed a lot less men. It's just it's harder to find. Women. But the, the, in order to do the surrogacy route, you need to be established. You need to have two hundred thousand dollars just right. sitting in your bank account. And plus more, like we talked right. to Shanti, you know, the fitness dude, you know, Shanti yeah. from Insanity. Yeah. It took them how many years? Five. Five, five years. years of of surrogacy and egg donors to get pregnant. I don't can't even I have no idea how much money right. that was. So you got to have a lot of money to do that. And so, yeah, they're more financially well off. But then like the ones we talked to who adopted. Not necessarily are they I mean, like the two much. two gay guys who like an old lady in their building that they took care of like left them money. Yes, and that's I how like, they did surrogacy. They story. were yeah. and they're yeah. so they, wonderful. They brought but they their seem son. like such great, yeah. Yeah, they were um, no, they are wonderful. And they, so you know it runs the gamut, you know. Yeah. And there's always gonna be the discrepancy. I feel like in general you're talking about privilege versus right. You know, it's just like and I do think there is an innately mother thing where I would I could not have left my kid that I couldn't have. Right. But that's, I, I'm not it's judging, like, but I, I just, I couldn't have done that. I am. Okay. Yeah. So I probably am too, um, but I'm, I'm not at all. I, I'm here's, not, I um, here's the a topic I really wanted to discuss before we finished was trans families. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be, as I am brutally honest, as is your book, I struggle with the idea when someone transitions they are, and, and I, I believe in gender dysphoria, and I believe that a transgender man is a man, mm-hmm. and I believe that a transgender woman is a woman. I struggle with, I transitioned, and I am living my life as a man, but up, oh, I still have ovaries, so I'm going to, I, and I, want them I mean I mean I I want to understand it better did you what did you learn from interviewing trans people who stop taking their hormones who then have to live I mean because I remember reading in the book about someone who then said well I stopped taking my hormones and I was having all those issues that I had before I had to go back and live my life outwardly as a female I, I, you know, there's part of me that's sort of Archie Bunkers, like, you know, look, if you're going to be a man, then you, sorry, you got to figure out another way. Like, how do you, and then there's a part of me that's like, you know, God bless you. You wanted to have a child and you, yeah. I think that like with all of, all of the different stories, it's situational, right? So like we talked to some people like Teak who, Teak transitioned to a man and or he became the man that he always was and said, no way. I never, ever, ever want to carry a child. That is not a part of me. A woman even asked him to do it. They broke up. And they broke up over it because how dare you ask me to do something like that? And then we've talked to other couples where, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's, a lot of times it comes down to you're with this person 
who you can have a natural baby with. And the allure of that is so enticing that it's enough for some folks to go off the tea or, or the other, or the or other, estrogen, or the estrogen, and and try to go about this the natural way, but it puts them into such a terrible, terrible state. And everybody we talk to, it's like it's hell for them doing it. But oh, yeah. absolutely. But and that the- couple, that couple, Laura and Joanne, that you're talking about, they were going to quit. They were going to quit because it was too they, much. Because it was like breaking them up, and they were going to quit. She and then they becoming suicidal. And they, yeah, and then they just got pregnant, like, the natural way. Yeah like how how they were having sex and they, you know, and they, and it was like out of a fight or out of a, like they were going to, and they, but they were already like, we're giving up. But we just talked to somebody, two men, a trans man and the trans man had the baby and they're called, um, it's a new term. They call them seahorses now. Have you heard that? No. Because seahorses, the males carry the baby. Oh, right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, And they, and they went through stuff. I mean, it's, it's it's hard. Like I like so. Like you said the them. Archie Bunker thing. Like we come from a different generation of gays. Like we're we lesbians. still call ourselves. Yeah, we still call ourselves. You know, but now there's all those other I know, terms. but I still I know, and I own though. Like that's in my book. To, you know, my book is about like that's how I talked. I, yes, I still. I believe in your, you know, we're all the same, you know, right. yeah. we're all um, the same team. And it's, that, it's, that, yeah. it's that impact versus intention. And right. we all came from I a place that. of like, yeah. my intention counts. My intention matters. It always this, should matter. Intention yeah. matters. But this younger generation is about impact and it's your gener- job to, to But they're also into- young, young, young. Yes. That's yes. the key. You haven't been on the earth that long. And I think is- that's part of the problem. But you know, it's like, Somebody yeah. has an impact over what but, you said. You got to take ownership. Yes, sure. absolutely. 100%. But, but I think the thing is, is like this younger generation and it's not just trans. It's not just like any, it's, it's like, it's all of the issues. Their philosophy is you like, you need to be in tune to me. And the way I grew up was like, I need to educate you and help you. Well, we, and, you and know, it's hard. It's hard to switch point. that. Because it's hard to switch I always, that. I always, I came from the idea that here's the way the world is and we got to figure out how to be in that world and change those people's minds. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's where I come from. It's like, okay, this is but, the world. I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to learn how to live in it and I'm going to learn how to change it. Yes. Um, but also I and, came with the understanding that I'm one of 5% and 95% of the people are, are different from me. Exactly, and so right. it's my responsibility to help that 95% understand me and see that I'm like, just like them. But that's what but we say on our podcast yeah. too. We're of the, the, we, we are totally 100% opening to, we're open to talking to you about this. We are open books. Please come to us with your questions and we're going to answer them to the, the best that we can, but that's but, not everybody. But I don't think that's the younger generation. But I also I think, learn where you came from and, and yes, how we got history. to this place and have some reverence for the people who came before you. Because right. we how- are the history. Hey, everyone. You know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality. And they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto. I just did Chef's Choice. 60 or more add ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. 
and you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required, okay? And Factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me, I never lie, Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero, okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. You've talked to children of gays, um, and my son is in there. Uh, I'd love for you to talk to my other son at some point. Um, yes, please. yes, get us Ben. He's a an athlete, and I think mm-hmm. you know that's a whole coming yeah, from the other world. Yeah, he's a. It's these guys have never you know. Seen. I think it'd be cool to have Ben and Henry together. Yeah, but um, without you, sorry, Judy, just because I want them oh, to I'm, be free. Here's my go fuck yourself, Bill. Okay, <laughs> you can but be in the intro. <laughs> have you spoken? Are there to any kids of? you know, that are a product of a trans family. Because no, that is what I'm going to, I'm really no, fascinated yeah. by. But we I mean, I think a lot yet. of them are very young. And because mm-hmm. I yeah. think. We talked um, to parents of a kid who is non-binary. Um, but we have not, no. And that's one that's on the list of things we need to find, really. Yeah, and I, yeah. You know, and I do, and I just want to say this with love and respect, that gender and sexuality are two completely different things. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I just wish people would stop conflating them, you know, because mm-hmm. I get all, eh, it's so they transition, who are they attracted to? They're attracted to whoever they were attracted to before, okay? Right. The fact that you can't fucking see that, all right. <laughs> How has the book been doing? If these ovaries could talk, the things we've Good. learned. We got a, we got a little, doing really well. Amy Schumer gave us a big I shout know, out I with saw her. That. I fucking love this book. <laughs> and we were like, yes, she does. Yeah. Oh, shut up. And you didn't give a shit that I loved it. Um, we do. Judy. Judy. Whatever. I can't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, and we're on the Judy our, Gold Kill Me Now podcast. Our next book is just going to be focused on Judy Gold's story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's doing well. I cannot. I can't thank you guys enough. I mean, I could talk to you. <laughs> I think this is one of the longest podcasts I've ever done. <laughs> this will definitely be a two-parter, but honestly, there's so much more in this book. And, and you know, when I think of family, you know, there's all, di- people are brought up by their grandparents. People have parents who are incarcerated. People have parents who have died of cancer and 9-11 and, you know, whatever. They're, you know, don't judge. You know, I always say when people have like judgmental comments, oh, yeah. Look at my kids. Do you think that they, or do they feel that they were gypped? They have two parents. Well, now they have four, but they have two <laughs> parents who love them, which is mm-hmm. more than most kids have. So I, I really so appreciate it because the questions we get asked are so fucking ridiculous. So everyone needs to get, if these ovaries <laughs> could talk, it's such a great, and listen to your podcast. Before we go, I always ask my, my podcast guests two questions. Number one, we're very pro mental health. What do you do for your mental health? Are you on antidepressants? What What do you do? Go. Well, we, in our business partnership, we had a lady to help us. We went work to therapy some, together. To some stuff. And oh, my got, God. My friend Judy, God rest yeah. in peace. Uh, and her writing partner went to couples therapy together. We it was to very couple, helpful. It actually helped. It was very helpful. A lot. Because we were in a We were in a dark place right. for a yeah, second there. We were. And um, I have a lady and I just emailed her. Like I, I told you, Judy, like my daughter was in an accident and I, it, it was just oh, like a boiling point between COVID and all of this stuff. And I, I emailed my lady and I, and sent her like a whole thing. And I was just like, hi, it's me. I'm going to be open time. Are you doing Zoom calls? So right. that, that yeah. I try um, not to stuff. So you're both therapy. Things. No, um, no antis. No, no. I mean, okay. a lot of wine, a little. Yeah, I know. I got to do, I got I feel like I'm on so many. I kind of, whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. And it is called Kill Me Now because as you both know, I get pissed off at every fucking little thing. I'm constantly going, <laughs> oh my God, kill me now. I hate you. I can't. So um, what pisses you off more than anything in the entire world? Like, And it can be anything. Like what makes you fuck 
fucking crazy. Gosh. All right, I have to start with Robin. Okay, two. go. One is fucking double parking. I don't oh, understand when it's why can't you, why can't you pull in to the hydrant Brooklyn. or the end of the block? Like you, you, I cannot get my car by you. It really right. is a problem in Brooklyn. It's, it's it like, really is. It's they just completely double park and they don't get like on Atlantic. You can't. Oh, and then they beep. Then you got to wait for them to come downstairs. Or, yeah, I know. Yeah, I hate yeah, that yeah. Shit. No double parking, and then just generally, I hate when people like when there's a rule that's not logical. Like I'll do, oh, yeah. I'll follow your rule. But if it's not logical, I'm going to be very angry. Like, like, for instance, when I worked at Spotify, they had a rule that if someone was there, I had to come down to get them. But they could call me and I could let them up. I was like, but so what's the difference? Like, I, I, I can just tell you that person. Like, I see you. I say the same thing. You call me. I say the same thing. Like, your rule is stupid. I will follow it if it's not stupid. That wait. So they wanted you to greet them in person. I had to come down to pick them up. And I was like, why can't you call me? You called me to tell me to come down. Why can't I just vouch for them on the phone? What is the difference? Right. Like you called me. Did you I ever get down. an answer? Did you ever get an answer? Well, the guy was like former military and he was just oh, like God, giving me crap about okay. like safety and security. I can't, I don't follow rules me. anyway. And Alicia's always like, there's a thing, the sign that says, I go, it's not for me. No, it's yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's a walk around that time, yeah. ignore it. And Mary's okay. always like, stop, stop, stop. And I'm like, just go, 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 yeah. go. Oh, God. That's okay, mine. Jamie. That's mine. Um, I, I got so mad. You got, a, you got a lot. You got a lot to say. Um, I don't know. Just because it just happened, I was sitting in, a, in an outdoor cafe. I can't stand the girls who talk really loud. Oh, my God. What is going yeah, on? And with the up You speak? have no. And then that, that and was the what I was going to say. And the up speak. The up um, speak. I was really talking to him. And he said to me, and they're so fucking loud. I can't hear myself. Wait, uh-huh. this is what I want to know. I asked someone this recently. I feel like these, I don't know what the fucking generation it is. Generation like, you know. Z, they're Z. Z. The they talk so, so loud. It's like, what don't you, is that? Don't is that because they yourself? Had, but do they have, have they had not enough personal interact? Like, shut the fuck up. And like, up. don't you shut see me up. staring at you yeah. with daggers in my eyes shut? I don't really know. Up. I don't really know. And he was talking to me. And, and I think they're like, I think they're pretending to manage. Like they're emulating what they think a manager does or what a person I does. And it it's is. just like, stop but doing they that. Talk so fucking loud. Like, no, they don't even know who's around. It's so no. fucking annoying. It's so loud, especially Shut on the, the subway. <gasps> oh my Shut God. Up Shut your the fucking subway. mouth. Okay. Also, don't, don't loud parent on the subway either. But I know. Wait, but you're, you guys are young kids, but well, nine is, yeah. Okay. No, mine are when two I, and six. When I would get be on this before I was a mother and I'd be on the subway and the kids would come on after school, I was <sighs> like, fuck you fucking, and now I'm the like, teenagers oh, are so loud I know. on the subway. Oh, God. I know. But like I, but the loud parenting on the subway, the people who are just like, hey, Billy, what I really, and so I just get in my kids' ears oh, and I'm like, let me tell you something. If you don't stop it right now, I will get <laughs> off on this subway stop right now and there will be no TV there. And yeah. then I just stand up. Yeah. That's great. I like it. <laughs> I, I don't not like, that I, we ever take the subway anywhere because there's no, a fucking pandemic. Back in another subway life. in a long time. Now we just sit here in this house. Not a long time. Oh, okay, oh, so before God. we go, I'm going to ask you both. You don't think I should go to the gym? I'm I'm 57. I mean, I, mean, I don't. If you if can you're dying it, to go, listen. I understand wanting to go to the gym. I want to go to the gym so badly it hurts, but um, yeah. I mean, I tough, just feel like if you it's don't like, have to. But like the gym you go to of all the gyms is going to be as hygienic right. as any of them can be. I yeah, would but say it doesn't that even matter because there could be a fucking asshole. Right. You know, Trump true. supporter there. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I now. Know. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, can you just get yourself a Peloton for God's sakes. I know. I asked Elisa and she's like, no, um, Okay, so everyone, Jamie Kelton and Robin Hopkins, thank you so much. The book is called If These Ovaries Could Talk, The Things We've Learned About Making an LGBTQ Family. And the the podcast, where can everyone find you guys? Can you tell us? Anywhere you get your pods. Anywhere. We're there. Okay. If these All the places. Talk, I wish you guys only good things, the best. Thank you for doing this. It's so thank important. Thank you. 
Thank you. And thank you for like, in all seriousness, like we asked you to be on the podcast. You were like, yeah. yeah. And then we asked you to do the forward and you were like, yeah. yeah. So, and we, then we were like, you were like, be on the podcast. We were like, yeah. yeah. So you have been oh, so supportive you. and yeah, we really means, appreciate it, it. The world. A lot of people ask me to write forwards and I don't because it's a lot, but I, it really, is, it, this is just, it's, Thank you for doing Thank this. Thank you. Judy. Thank you. Um, all right. You're the best. Keep You're in the touch. Best. <laughs> yes. K-I-T, as the kids say. We yeah. will. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with the one and only, uh, actually the two and only, Jamie Kelton and Robin Hopkins. I love their book. Go get their book. Read something that's not about you know who. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe, leave a review. It helps more people find this incredible podcast. And the review will, we only accept five-star reviews. Okay, that's it. We're done. Okay? No more negativity. Also, if you uh, haven't purchased my book, yes, I can say that, when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. Honestly, you know, it's a Shonda. It is a Shonda. It's great. The audiobook is great. The audiobook was in the New York Times book review, like I say every week, because I'm proud. <laughs> Anyway, let me read a review. I was, quote unquote, triggered by this book. I read this in one day and was disappointed when I got to the end. It does what a good book should do. Makes me want to learn more about the comedians the author discusses. The subject matter is so topical for the state of affairs today. I am worried about our future even more if possible. Get over yourself and read this book. Thank you, Holly. I might have read hers before now that I'm reading it. But whatever, it doesn't matter because I'll read another one next week. So listen, do yourself a favor. Read. It's really funny and informative. And it would mean so much to me if you would check it out. So all the order links are on the homepage of judygold.com or wherever books are sold. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram for all upcoming virtual events. Well, I, there's not a lot of live events, but I'm doing a lot of stuff online. All my dates are at judygold, J-E-W, G-O-L-D, you know, like Jew Gold. I always uh, post about them. And you can go to my website, as I said before. So thank you all so much for listening. Please, I'm recording this before election night. Please, please, that's all I have to say. Please let us have a new America really soon. Thank you all so much for listening. Be well, be safe, wear a mask. Thank you for voting. I love you all for listening. And as we always say... So long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.